the ongoing establishment of the end time world religious system. A national day of prayer, but no God. Jared Kushner forms the Abraham Accord Institute. And we will analyze these prophetic significance of these events, all while taking your calls on this open line edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, everyone, there's so much prophecy that's being fulfilled right now. It's really hard to keep up with it. And I've got a lot of articles and things to go over. I've already got some questions on the screen. Again, I will be taking your calls today. Uh, The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And the number to reach our operators, 1-800-363-8463. But there's so much going on in the world. And I think the enemy is really good at getting us focused on some of the minutiae in life. Just some of the things that are happening, uh, you know, and wanting to hide the major prophetic fulfillments that are happening, especially the establishment of a world government. They don't talk about that on the nightly news. They don't talk about the establishment of a world religious system that even major, major religions in the United States are already being caught up in. These are some of the most ominous prophecies in the Bible for the end time. I mean, the the world government that's going to want to just rule everybody in this world religious system that will be used to support the world governing body. They realize they have to get the world religions on board. And we're watching this happening right now. If you follow this now, if if you're just kind of um, interested in it and you're not deep off into it, then you kind of say, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounds sensationalistic and things like that, but the Bible's very, very specific in exposing these things. God spent one entire chapter in Revelation, uh, the book of Revelation, Revelation 13, exposing Satan's master plan for the end time, the world government, the world religion, the mark of the beast system, this, this economic sanctioning system for all of us. And... I wanted to go through some of that today, and I'm, I'm going to get to some of your calls in just a moment. But let me give you a little opening dialogue to give you an idea of what's going on in the world. And then we'll get to some questions. Robert Mueller was the, he was a former assistant secretary general to the United Nations. Uh, a quote unquote religious man. And he was on our program back when End of the Age was called Politics and Religion years ago. 
Uh, we jo- we um, kind of married the end of the age radio program and end of the age television program. And so now it's all the same name, but it used to be called politics and religion. So two things that you don't talk about politics and religion. Well, we had Robert Mueller on our radio program and he told my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, he said, Irvin, we as the United Nations have brought the world together as far as we can politically we, to bring about a true world government, which was the goal. He admitted, we're trying to build a world governing body. That's what the United Nations was created to be. He said, to bring about this world government, we must bring the, the, the world's religions must be brought together spiritually. And what we really need is a United Nations of religions. Now, this was probably 20 plus years ago now, at least. But he told my father-in-law exactly what their, what their plans are. Well, we're watching this come to pass. This is the ongoing fulfillment of a Bible prophecy. The establishment of a world religion, the establishment of a world government. And that the world religion would be needed and used by the world governing body to support it. They knew they would have to get the religions on board. And we're watching this happen as we speak. Now, for the sake of time, I'm not going to get into the prophecy a lot. But you understand the sustainable development goals. And I hope you are, you, you feel the uh, importance of these because most of these major crises in the world and, the, and the, um, these institutions that are using these crises to push their agendas, it all goes back to the sustainable development goals. The Council for Inclusive Capitalism, they say on their website, We're working with the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset to implement the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And it's just one thing after another. They're all working towards the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. And the Sustainable Development Goals are the socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every person on the planet. That's the goal. So when we talk about all these other institutions that are devoted to implementing the sustainable development goals, not just secular, but religious institutions, that their goal, every, they're working every day to implement the sustainable development goals. It's world government being implemented and they're using the religions of the world. One of the things I wanted to talk about was the It's the K-A-I-C-I-I-D Dialogue Center. And they say that it's a unique intergovernmental organization that through their dual governance structure, that it's a, a council of parties made of states and a board of directors made up of religious leaders who bring together followers of different religious traditions and that their advisory forum of over 60 religious leaders from around the world and different, different faiths, it's this huge interfaith um, meeting that they bring them around the world. What are they trying to do? Implement, they're working to implement the sustainable development goals. They actually have the G20 interfaith forum. What is their goal? It says the G20 interfaith forum is an annual platform which brings together religious leaders, policymakers, and diverse faith actors to collaborate on global agendas. They, got an ag- they have agendas that they're trying to push. 
with, now get this, I'm quoting, within the broad framework of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. What are the Sustainable Development Goals? The socialistic blueprint of the United Nations to govern every person on the planet. You see how this is all tied together. They, actually, they also have the faith for, the number four, the faith for SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. And they say that their goal is the, they're working together with faith-based organizations to implement, along with the United Nations, the Sustainable Development Goals. So this is an ongoing fulfillment of Bible prophecy, but you're not going to hear about it on CNN and MSNBC and all these other news sites because they don't want you to know exactly what's going on. And so it's an ongoing fulfillment of Bible prophecy, everybody. Does the book of Revelation frighten you? Do its symbols confuse you? For centuries, the book of Revelation has been misunderstood and misinterpreted. In Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, volume one. Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. This 10-part definitive DVD series and 268-page comprehensive commentary book covers the first 12 chapters of the book of Revelation, featuring on-location photography, classic artwork, and symbolic illustrations. You'll walk away with complete understanding and peace about the events happening during the final years on Earth. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding as you dig into the original intent of the book, answering the mysterious prophecies and symbols of the book of Revelation. Don't miss this special offer. Call now, 1-800-END-TIME, or go to endtime.com to order. Call or go online now to get this comprehensive Bible study. We've seen Bible prophecy fulfilled like never before. From the halls of the United Nations to the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, End Time Ministries continues to reveal the Bible prophecy in the news headlines around the world every day. Whether it's through our broadcast or online at our Jerusalem Prophecy College, your gifts enable us to put vital materials in the hands of those who need it most. Because of you, we continue to replace fear with faith in the hearts of Christians around the world. We will continue to see prophecy come to pass at an even swifter pace. We need your support. Your donation of any amount enables us to continue to broadcast and be a voice in the ever-growing censored media. To become a partner or give a one-time gift, visit endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME right now. That's 800-363-8463. Go online now. Visit endtime.com. So we're going to go straight to the phones now. And I've got a lot of, looks like really great questions here. So let's see if we can't uh, get through some of these. Let's go to Letty in Ohio. God bless Letty. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, Letty. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay, good. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm the one that went, you know, through the trip with you guys and stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, how are you? Hope all is well. Uh, we're doing just great. God is with us and moving straight forward. That is awesome. Well, the reason why I'm calling is because the last time I saw your program, and I think it was either last week or the week before, mm-hmm. you mentioned all the different signs for all the different trumpets, except for the number fourth trumpet, the one that time sped up. Okay. Yeah, you didn't give an explanation 
how you know that happened. And I basically wanted to tell you that you are right. There's somewhere in the Old Testament, and I can't remember, but it was one of the minor prophets, mm -hmm. where it says that I am Jehovah, and I can move the earth from its axis. And that's what happened with trumpet number four. The earth was moved from its axis, so it sped up to where now time is moving faster. Right. And I just wanted to tell you that um, there's people, scientists, that believe that that took place because every so many years, uh, the red planet or planet X, and also known as planet Nibiru, mm -hmm. comes close to the orbit, to Earth's orbit, and the magnetic force from that planet and the Earth's planet, they repel each other, kind of like when you place the magnets, two magnets on the opposite side. Yeah. And, um, and I believe that is what could have set up the spinning of the Earth, moved it from its axis. That's why you have the different weather patterns also. Okay. That's a side effect from it. So, I'm just kind of telling you so that you can have your people that do the research, or okay. the research it so that you would have an explanation for trumpet number four. Yeah. So let, let me do this, Letty, for the, for the sake of our listeners so they'll know. Let, let's bring them up to speed here in case they don't know what we're talking about. The, okay. in, the, in the book of Revelation, there's a structural elements, the skeletal structure. Uh, the seven seals, seven thunders, seven trumpets, seven vials. And what Letty's brought up here is the fourth trumpet. We know that the first five trumpets have already occurred. The first trumpet, World War I. Second trumpet, World War II. The third trumpet, the Chernobyl, Chernobyl nuclear accident. The fifth trumpet, I'm going to skip number four just for a moment. The fifth trumpet trumpet, uh, 1990-91, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. The reason we know that the fourth trumpet has already occurred is because the fifth one has occurred and the third one has occurred. The third one was uh, occurred uh, April 26, 1986. The fifth one, 90-91, with the, Saddam, uh, the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein. So the fourth trumpet had to have occurred somewhere between 86 and 90-91. What was the most significant event in, in our mind with all the history and documentation and things that we've had? It appears, in our opinion, um, and from a miracle uh, of the voice from God that uh, the Lord talked to my mother-in-law, many of you know the story, was that the Lord at the time, he spoke to her. She was asked, Irvin Baxter was trying to figure all this stuff out. He was asking God, help me. I don't understand the fourth trumpet. He would teach the first, second, third, and the fifth, but he didn't really understand the fourth trumpet. And so the Lord, my mother-in-law was praying and said, Lord, when, when, when are you going to reveal to my husband the fourth trumpet so we can teach these lessons and help people understand? And the, uh, the Lord told her, he said, well, I've already, the, that fourth trumpet has already sounded. I've sped up the days. And she said, wow, okay, well, I'll go back and tell Irvin that. So she told Irvin and they talked to a, a professor and an engineer, and they both said, well, hey, yeah, you can uh, the time can speed up and not everybody know about it because don't you understand the, the theory of Einstein's relativity? Time has already, God has already sped up the time. We just don't know about it because time and, and, uh, and speed are relevant. So when we talk about the fourth trumpet, what happened? Well, in Revelation chapter 8, verse 12, the Bible says, And the fourth angel sounded, a third part of the sun was smitten, third part of the moon, and third part of the stars, so that a third part of them was darkened, and the day shone not for a third part of it, and the night likewise. So it's talking about the shortening. Is it talking about the shortening of a day or the shortening of the amount of days? 
Well, it's not talking about the shortening of the amount of days because there are other prophecies in the Bible that give specific days, like the length of the Great Tribulation, 1260 days. Revelation chapter 12 talks about a 1290 day period, a 1335 day period. Um, so we, it can't be the shortening of the amount of days because that would be contradictory to other prophecies. So we know that the Lord prophesied, Jesus prophesied in Matthew 24 in the Olivet Discourse, that except the days would be shortened, that no flesh would be shaved, saved. But for the elect's sake, those days would be shortened in the end time. So with all of these proofs together, it's our opinion that the days have been shortened. Time is sped up. And that when did this happen? Well, it had to happen between 86 and 1991. And it's our opinion that with the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and the, move, the process of globalization and the move into the new world order, which is a Bible prophecy as well, the healing of the deadly wound, that that was the event that really started the, um, that, that when the fourth trumpet sounded, because prior to that, um, the process of globalization had not really started. Once we hit globalization, I mean, I can go on the computer and order something from China and have it just in a very short period of time. I mean, it, it really opened up the world. And it seems like time is really really just flying right now. And so because of all of this, it's our opinion that the fourth trumpet sounded at the tearing down of the Berlin Wall and the process of globalization beginning. So that's what Letty's talking about here. And that's what I wanted to bring everybody up to speed. So Letty, I do thank you for the call. God bless you. Um, let's go to Wayne in Ohio. God bless Wayne. Welcome to End of the Age. Hello, I got a, a, an article on my phone that, that's saying that it's talking about uh, the United States and Russia going to war with Ukraine and all that. Mm-hmm. You heard of that before? So I have heard of that, but at this point, it is speculation. We're not at war with Russia. There are several articles that are speculating that we could uh, because Russia is wanting to do to the Ukraine like they did to Crimea a few years ago. and But it simply has not happened yet, Wayne. Uh, and then when do we have a peace agreement in Israel? You say, when will they have it? Uh, again, that would be speculation on my part. I don't know that for sure. They are talking about that. One of the articles I had to go over was that Jared Kushner, he established the, um, let me see here. Give me just a second. Jared Kushner just established the Abraham Accord Institute to go ahead and foster the Trump Middle East um, the successes that he had with uh, getting all these nations, the four different nations, to go ahead and um, to, to, to form a relationship with Israel. And, to, um, and so Jared Kushner said, hey, even though President Trump was, I, I'm going to say, quote unquote, defeated in the election, that he's going to go ahead and push these, the Abraham Accords that were established, uh, normalization with Israel, ties with Israel economically and different things. And they're reaping huge benefits. All the nations together are saying, hey, this is being very successful. So Jared Kushner has, has formed the Abraham Accord Institute to help to, um, to bolster that and to make sure that that continues on. 
and to get other nations on board with that, which could very well lead to the prophesied peace agreement. But at this time, that peace agreement has not been signed between the Israelis and the Palestinians. And so, uh, you know, when, your question was, when will that happen? At this point, I cannot answer that, Wayne. I heard that I got another article on the phone that on my on my phone is saying that uh, will a rapture take place in 2020? A question. Yeah, well, we so we know that we're several years from the actual rapture when the Lord will come back with the sound of a trumpet and send his angels to gather his elect. We're at least seven years from that event happening. That's according to the prophecies of the Bible. The Bible says when that peace agreement is signed, that that starts the final seven year period. So I know that there are a lot of people that teach that the rapture is imminent, that all the prophecies have come to pass that need to come to pass for the rapture to be the next thing on God's prophetic timeline. But that's actually, that's, that's a traditional uh, teaching. That's not a scriptural teaching. Uh, we know that there are several prophecies that have to come to pass prior to the rapture um, taking place, in, in my opinion. I think I can prove that scripturally. We get into the, the whole pre-trib, post-trib um, you know, conversation here. And, and I, almost every prophecy conference that I go to, when we do the Q&A on Sunday, somebody will ask, when do you guys think the rapture will occur? Because I'm teaching through a giant timeline. And it's our opinion that the, that the rapture occurs after the tribulation, not before. So when in the article that you're, sta- that you're uh, questioning there, in our opinion, we still have several years yet before the, the actual rapture occurs. The greatest revival the world's ever known is still ahead of us. So, um, what, year, what, it's, year, what year the seven years will start? We, we, I cannot tell you that. I do not know the answer to that. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, I hope that answered your question, Wayne. I, I do thank you for the call. I want to say God bless you. And again, to reach me, I've got a few spots open here. The number is one 363 If you're watching online, uh, you can type in, like if you're on our social media, on Facebook and things, type in your question and uh, our moderator here can put those on the line and I can, I can do my best to answer them as well. Uh, because we want to get, you know, we've got so many people that follow us on our social networking sites uh, and we live stream these programs. We want to make sure we get to your questions as well. So let's go to Blaine in Tennessee. God bless Blaine. Welcome to End of the Age. Good afternoon, Brother Dave. My question is, is the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38 war the same war? And if they're not, how are we going to differentiate those two wars from the war, the Battle of Armageddon, which happens at the, obviously at the end? Sure. And so I also y- wanted to say, yes, sir. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. I, so, I just wanted to say that uh, the the May sixth program on censoring conspiracy theories was absolutely off the chain. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I, off the air, sir. All right. Well, thank you much, Blaine. I want to say God bless you. Thank you for your call. So. The Psalms 83 war, I know there have been books and different things written about that war. It is possible that uh, that war, possible that that war has either taken place in the past or that it is the same war. It's, it's, again, it's possible that it could be the same war as the Battle of Armageddon. 
We do not see that as a, uh, a future war coming up necessarily like the Six Trumpet War, the Battle of Armageddon. It could be included in the Battle of Armageddon. The Bible talks about that um, in the Psalm 83 war that uh, Jordan uh, could be involved in that. Highly unlikely that she would be involved in the Battle of Armageddon. Possible, but highly unlikely. And so it's not... I don't believe that the Psalm 83 war will be a separate war in the future. The, when you talk about Ezekiel 38 and 39, Zechariah chapter 12 through 14, and then the, the Battle of Armageddon mentioned in Revelation 16 and 19, those are all the same war. They're all talking about the Battle of Armageddon. Do not see a Psalm 83 war in the future as another, another war separate from that. The only two major wars prophesied in the future is the Sixth Trumpet War, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, and the Battle of Armageddon. Again, in those uh, scriptures that I mentioned. And it's mentioned in other places. I'm wanting to do a DVD just on the Battle of Armageddon and talk about the armies of God that will come back and Revel, uh, Joel chapter 2 and all the different... Um, scriptures in the Bible that pertain to the Battle of Armageddon. I might be writing an article on that before long in, in End Time magazine. However, the Psalm 83 war, I know that there are people there, there are people teaching and that there's books and things written on this future coming Psalm 83 war. I do not see that happening as a separate war from the Battle of Armageddon. It's not the Sixth Trumpet War that will kill one third of the world's population. It's not that war. It is possible, and, I, and, I, and I'm speculating, it is possible it could be the Battle of Armageddon. I do not see that as a future war uh, separate from uh, the Battle of Armageddon. Only because, what you say, why is it the Battle of Armageddon? Because the last two verses, verses uh, 17 and 18, they kind of sound like they could be pertaining to some of the other verses that go along with the Battle of Armageddon. It kind of sounds like that, but it's very vague. And so it is possible that it has, it has either happened in the history or it could be um, a, another depiction of the Battle of Armageddon, but I do not see it as being a separate war. Um, so I hope that clears it up. I know, like, again, I know there's a big teaching on it, but as far as the scriptures go, it only appears that there will be the Sixth Trumpet War and then the Battle of Armageddon in the future. There will probably be other conflicts and maybe other wars, but the prophesied wars, it appears it will only be those two in the future. The Bible says you'll hear about wars and rumors of wars, all kinds of things like that, Matthew 24. But as far as the, the Sixth Trumpet War and the Battle of Armageddon, those are the only ones specifically prophesied um, that will happen in the near future. The Sixth Trumpet War will happen before the Great Tribulation. And then the Battle of Armageddon will happen at the very end of the Great Tribulation. Two separate wars. One will come out of the Euphrates River region. One will be localized right there in Israel. And so, hope that clears up the question. Major internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. 
When you subscribe to Into the H Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search Into the H Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Move Mountains with Irvin Baxter. This book by Irvin's grandson provides 30 days of devotion that will enhance your relationship with God and others. Authentic illustrations from early morning devotions at end time will help you find your purpose and eliminate fears. Commit to taking this 30-day journey and experience real life change. Get your book for only $14.99. Call 1-800-363-8463 or go to endtime.com slash move. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Well, welcome back, everybody. And I want to tell, every, I want to tell you again... I'm taking your calls. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. And we had a great week here at End Time Ministries. A lot of things are happening that you may not know about. We want to keep you up to speed. Uh, Last Saturday, I was in Hearst, Texas and did a prophecy conference down there. Signed up a ton of Bible studies. It was an awesome conference. And then last evening, uh, I was on the Pete Santilli radio program. And I'm going to be on that periodically moving forward. I think the first Thursday of every month. And Irvin Baxter was on the Pete Santilli radio program for eight years. It was either the first Monday or the first Thursday of every month. I think I'm going to be on the first Thursday of every month. And Pete Santilli is a a, a really good friend of ours. And he is in his own um, journey in moving towards God and very sincere individual had a great conversation last night and he wants to know about the prophecies of the Bible and, and understand them. And I was explaining a lot of them. The first one was really about uh, our transition from Irvin Baxter passing away to myself and the end time ministries. How's it going? And um, the, you know, kind of the the um, changing of the guard, if you will, or the mantle falling on the rest of us. And so it was a great um, radio program. And God is expanding our footprint really around the world. I've been on other radio uh, interviews and I was on Daystar. A lot of, lot of things are happening that we know that God is with us moving straight forward I just taught in Thursday morning, I taught in the Jerusalem Prophecy College to the students that we have there. A lot of people say, well, nobody really care. The Jews don't really care about prophecy. That's not true. Don't fool yourself. The first prophecy conference we ever had there in Jerusalem, downtown Jerusalem, we've got a college in the cloud building, a physical college in the cloud building, the 12th floor. We rented the big uh, auditorium they have downstairs. 
Our Israeli guide said, oh, the Jews don't want to hear about prophecy. Nobody's going to show up. We were having a prophecy conference. We advertised it. We had 250 people show up. I mean, it was awesome. And from that, we still, to this day, that's been years ago, we still have students that were from that original prophecy conference. And of course, they brought their friends and now it's, you know, it's gotten, it's just awesome. But I teach in that, myself and a couple other guys, teachers here at End Time, teach in that every Thursday morning in downtown Jerusalem, everybody. And then we've got five, over 5,000 students on the online Jerusalem Prophecy College. And so God is really expanding End Time Ministries because we have a world to reach. And we're teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, just like Jesus did, just like the apostles did to the entire world. Jesus said in in Matthew 24, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached into the whole world. Then the end will come. We are doing that. Of course, us along with uh, many other uh, religious organizations, but it's happening, folks. We're in the end time. I don't have to sit here and wonder. Let me guess. Are we in the end time? I don't have to wonder that. I, I don't. I don't even have to. Um, I don't second guess that ever. I know. I can prove many ways we're in the end time. We're just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. He's coming back soon, and I want to make sure that I'm ready, and I want to make sure that everybody listening to us is ready. That's the goal: is to be ready to go. Get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And make sure you're ready to meet him. Should he come back this afternoon for somebody? Or should the rapture happen in a few years? I've, we, all of us have to be ready. That's our number one goal in this life. Is to be ready to meet the Lord when he comes back. Okay. So let's get back to the phones. Um, let's go to Ralph in Ohio. God bless Ralph. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey Dave. Thank you for yes, taking sir. my phone call. Thank you for the work you're done. Thank you. Um, and the, and the Ten Commandments just states that it, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. Yes. Now, I, I believe that in Jesus' time, Saturday was the Sabbath day. Yes. And then Emperor Constantine signed an edict by 300-something A.D. The, the Sunday, they worshiped the sun. Mm-hmm. So they, they called, made Sunday the day of the Sabbath. Right. So... Since how it is a one of the commandments the imperative that we get it right. Which day should we uh, have the a ten commandment or the Sabbath, yeah, yeah. The Saturday so, or Sunday? Yeah. So you're saying which day should we observe the Sabbath? Yes, sir. Yeah. So in Israel, they observe the Sabbath on Saturday, and. I understand that there are people here in the United States that have kind of changed that and said, hey, it needs to be on Sunday. And so I understand what you're saying. However, if, and this is a whole, this is a lesson that I need to do on the radio. I think I did it on the radio here a while back. I may need to do it again. But in the New Testament, they transitioned us. You understand the Bible says the Old Testament was types and shadows of things to come. And they observed physical realities. And that's why I say, and this is going to be a whole Bible study. I'm going to give you the treetop version of the answer. Okay. But they, they observed a physical day. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That is, I totally agree with that 100% obviously. But in the New Testament, they transitioned us into 
spiritual realities and we don't fight physical wars. We don't, you know, the God would send Israel out to fight physical wars back in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, we, we have spiritual realities of some of these things. So the Bible says that the Sabbath day was a day of rest. And, but um, the prophet Isaiah prophesied that um, with stammering lips and another tongue when he speak to this people, and this is the rest wherewith the weary are called to rest. He prophesied about a time in the future that when we would, would, would receive the Lord's spirit, that we would observe the Sabbath spiritually. And that the Bible talks about anybody who has entered into this rest. Again, this is going to be a Bible study. I'm giving you the treetops, but, um, we would enter into a spiritual Sabbath when you receive the gift of the Holy ghost. So we observe the Sabbath every day when we receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, not a physical day. In other words, I can go to church any day of the week and worship. I don't have to be, I'm not under the law, and I don't have to observe a Saturday or a Sunday or any of them. I can observe the Sabbath every day. Well, I'm sorry? It could be any day we want to, as long as we dedicate that day to the Lord, right? Yeah, if if you're full of the Holy Ghost, the Bible says that you've entered into His rest and... You, you, you observe the Sabbath every day. I'm, I'm observing a perpetual spiritual Sabbath. In keeping the Ten Commandments, absolutely. I totally agree with all of them, uh, which, of course, it's the Word of God. But you observe the Sabbath spiritually, not a physical day. I can go to church on Monday and worship the Lord just like I would on a Saturday or a Sunday. Right. Yes. Now, uh, we, I called previously a couple of weeks ago. We spoke about the churches that are teaching pre-trib rapture yes and you said you got you got friends that go to the churches those churches yeah now now are we supposed to if we you and i think that there's not a pre-trib rapture right uh should we quit uh listen to those ministers or what yeah i mean so the the whether you believe in a pre-trib or a post-trib rapture, that's not a salvation issue. So, that's I mean, I, I, you know, it, in my position, I've got a unique position here with end time ministries and things. But uh, so thankfully, my pastor agrees with what we teach. But there are people in my church that I go to that do not agree with a post-tribulation rapture. They still believe in the traditional view of a, of a pre-tribulation rapture. But they're my friends because it's, it's not a salvational issue. Now, Ralph, if my pastor come teaching something that was oppo- diametrically opposed to the salvation, something that was a salvation issue, then I would have to say, you know what? I don't agree with that. I'm going to have to move on. But the, the, the belief in a pre or a post trip, it's not a salvational issue. So it's, I'm, I don't have that cause any kind of conflict between me and my friends, um, because my father-in-law's parents, both of them believed in a pre-tribulation rapture and to my knowledge were never converted. But well, yet they, preach, they passed the away, truth, it was all fine. If you don't preach the whole truth as we believe it, right. then we're more or less condoning by going to the church, correct? Well, so it's, again, it's not a salvation issue. It's a... It's right. a um, 
it's just a, an opinion. Some, they look at some scriptures where the Bible says uh, we're not appointed under the wrath of God. Well, they see the wrath of God as, as the great tribulation, not the wrath of God in Revelation 16. So it's all an interpretation um, and how they interpret it and a traditional viewpoint that's been taught for years. Again, it's not a salvational issue. And so I would never, um, I'm not going to let that cause conflict between me and a brother or a sister because they believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. That's their opinion on that thing. And, and that's fine. Um, even though I believe I can prove a post-tribulation rapture, but I would never, if, if you go to a church that where the pastor believes a pre-tribulation rapture, Hey, you know, as long as he's teaching salvation, right. And can get you to heaven. That's the main thing, Ralph. Okay. Well, uh, Dave, I thank you for sharing your thoughts. And, I, and again, uh, thank you for the work you're doing. All right. Well, I do thank you for the call, Ralph. I'm going to let you go, and, and God bless you. Um, let's go to Robert in New York. God bless Robert. Welcome to End of the Age. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Okay. Uh, my understanding that uh, we who are saved, the church will not go through the tribulation. Okay. And I th- I, th- I, th- I think what you say is that the, the church, we most Yeah, so you're breaking up on me uh, pretty good there, Robert. Um, we do believe that, according to Scripture, that the church will go through the tribulation um, there is a traditional teaching that teaches a pre-tribulation rapture, that the church will be raptured prior to the great tribulation period. Um, in my opinion, according to scripture, that's not a scriptural teaching. There, there's not one scripture in the Bible that says the rapture will occur prior to the great tribulation. There's just not one in there. But there are many that tell us that the rapture occurs after the tribulation period. And so it is a traditional teaching. Yes, the Bible does say, well, we'll not be appointed under the wrath of God. I totally agree with that. Uh, but the wrath of God is not the great tribulation period. That's where the thing kind of breaks down for some people that they just think, well, I, I you know, the, the, the wrath of God is going to be the great tribulation upon the world. No, no. The wrath of God is poured out at the battle of Armageddon. The on the armies that have come against Israel to battle. And the very first vial of the wrath of God is poured out upon those who receive the mark of the beast during the tribulation. After that, it's poured out upon the armies. It's localized right there in the nation of Israel on the armies that come down against battle to the battle of Armageddon. So um, there's there's no scriptures that say the rapture occurs before the tribulation. Um... And I hope that answers your question, Robert. I know we're coming up to a break. If you'd like to hold over, that would be fine. We could continue. Uh, If not, I'll try to get to the rest of you uh, before the end of the program. Thank you so much. we got some great questions coming up. Most of us walk around day by day blind to the prophecies being fulfilled right before us. Every news report brings a new piece to the puzzle in the race towards the final seven years and the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now, more than ever, it is important for God's people to understand the times in which we are living. 
On November the 12th, 2013, we opened our Jerusalem Prophecy College in downtown Jerusalem. These same courses are now available online for people who are unable to attend the classes in person. We welcome students to join us and discover the link between current events and the prophecies of the Bible. Take your place in the prophecy of Daniel 11.33. Enroll in the Jerusalem Prophecy College today. Go to JerusalemProphecyCollege.com. Okay, uh, Robert, are you still with me? Yes, I'm still here. Okay, so that's why we teach a post-tribulation rapture is because, um, you know, time after time. And another place where it breaks down for people is they think that the rapture and the second coming are two different events where the Bible clearly teaches that it, that is one simultaneous event. The rapture and the second coming is the same thing that the, the Bible says the Lord will come, gather, his, gather the elect. We have the marriage supper of the Lamb in the sky. We go straight to fight on behalf of Israel at the battle of Armageddon. It's one simultaneous event. It's not two separate events separated by a seven-year period. And so, um, you know, that's, that's a traditional viewpoint, not necessarily a scriptural. Well, does that, does that mean when the plagues uh, are dumped out that we're going to have to live through that if we're alive? Right. So the, the, when you talk about the plagues, like the, the vials of the wrath of God, again, the Bible only says the first vial is an, a noisome, griefsome sore that comes upon them who receive the, the mark of the beast during the great tribulation period. So it's not poured out upon the church, number one. Number two, the rest of the vials are poured out upon the armies that have come down against Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. It's not poured out globally. This is one of the things we need to understand. The Sixth Trumpet War, which is a prior war to that, that starts in the Euphrates River region. That will spread out around the world. But the Battle of Armageddon, a lot of people have mistakenly misinterpreted that and said, hey, that this is going to be global, but it's not going to be global. The, the, the second vial all the way through the seventh vial is poured out right there at the Battle of Armageddon. When the Bible says that the hailstones the size of a talent will be dropped, that's in, it's at the Battle of Armageddon. That's not global. We know that because the Bible says that there are people, there are other nations and people that will live into the millennial reign. If all of them are destroyed, then that's not possible. So um, when the plagues are poured out, they're poured out upon those that come down against Israel to battle at the Battle of Armageddon. But, but, but ourselves, we're going to go through some terrible times here on earth, right? We're going to witness some terrible events then. So that is correct. Correct. that is correct. Yeah, the Bible's very clear yeah. that we go through the tribulation. Let, let me read you a scripture, Robert, really quick, because I, I don't want you to think I'm just throwing this out there for discussion. In Matthew 24, at the Olivet Discourse, when Jesus is talking about the time just ahead of us now, in Matthew 24, verse 29 through 31, Jesus says these words. He says, immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened, moon shall not give her light, stars stars will fall from heaven, powers of heaven shall be shaken, then shall appear the sign of the coming of the Son of Man in heaven, 
Then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. They shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. This is the last trump. To gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That's the rapture, Matthew 24, 31. And in verse 29, when did he say this would occur? Immediately after the tribulation of those days. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a big reset. Yeah. And the impression or understanding. Yes, sir. Really the hope. I, I was actually, I kind of like the other opinion, which is, <laughs> no, yeah. we're not going to. You know what I mean? No, I do understand. Here's the hope, Robert, is that if you are born again, you can go through these times just ahead with no fear. So if you think about it, the apostles in the early church, they were under the reign of a Roman government, but they did everything they did. They filled Jerusalem with their doctrine. They established churches all over that region because they didn't live in fear. um, They were in evangelism mode. And they were, they were working for God, being led by his spirit, and they were in evangelism mode all the way through. But 11 of the first 12 apostles were martyred. And so, but they weren't afraid of death. The fear factor went out of their lives because they knew, I'm born again, I'm ready to meet the Lord, should I pass on, and I'm in evangelism mode. I've got a reason for being here, that's what I'm going to do. That's where I'm at, Dave Robbins. That's where the church of Jesus Christ will be in the end time. I've got a reason for being here. I'm in evangelism mode. I've got to share the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world. And there will be some that will be martyred. The Bible tells us that. And But if you, if you can't live in fear mode because fear puts you in a prison cell to where you can't fulfill the purpose of God in your life. That's why you have to get over the fear factor. And being born again, the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but but of power and love and of a sound mind. Not where you're running around shaking that in your shoes because we're going to have some things that come against us. The Bible says that we will go through tribulation in the end time. And the Bible says the Antichrist will make war against the saints. And so... You just got to come to grips with the fact that we're going to go through some things, but I've got a reason for being here. I've got a purpose and I'm going to fulfill that purpose in my life. And that's to evangelize just like the apostles did. And think of it, Robert, I'm, I'm on the radio, I'm on television. I, I, am at the tip of the sword of some of this stuff, but I'm, I don't live in fear mode because I'm in evangelism mode. I'm reaching the world for the gospel of the kingdom of God. I'm, I'm an ambassador of Jesus Christ on the earth and I don't live in fear mode. So it's not putting me in a box. In my mind, I know I'm ready to go. And so should something, you know, I could be taken tonight even, or I could make it all the way to the rapture. I hope I make it to the rapture because I'd like to feel that transformation happen. But you've got to come to grips with this. And that's why, you know, we talk about this a lot on the radio, on TV and things because it's like, Robert, that we're turning the Titanic. I mean, <laughs> but we are. I've got a lot of people that are calling in and say, you know, I've been reading the scriptures and I used, to, I used to believe in a pre-trib rapture. But when you really look at these scriptures and study it, I've had pastors tell me, you know, I've just had to come to grips with it, that we're going to go through some stuff in the end time. And so, Robert, I've, I've got to teach the, the absolute truth. And um, this is how we see it. I've got many scriptures I could give you, 
But, um, you know, perhaps we can continue this conversation uh, in the near future. I've got a lot of callers I need to get to before the end of the program, but I hope that cleared up some of it. Yeah, boy, you gave you gave me a lot to consider now. <laughs> I appreciate the I appreciate the time you extended me, and I do like your message. All right. I've got to be an ambassador for Christ. Keep my eyes on Him. Yes, uh, irregardless of the circumstances and what happens. Around that's it. So that's, that's it. That's, that's hope. Okay. All right, Robert. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, sir, for the call. I, I want to say God bless you. Have a great weekend. Uh, let's go to Richard in Colorado. God bless Richard. Welcome to Into the Age. Yes, how are you doing? I'm uh, doing tremendous. How are you? Lord bless you, Brother Dave, and the work you all do. Um, I've seen you many times in Denver at your conferences. I yeah. hope you'll come back again. Absolutely. Anyway, I hope to. I had a thought with this election. I thought there was no way Trump would lose. Yeah. And uh, the way it was going, I said I had this thought come to me. I don't know if it was God or if it was just a thought that uh, God allowed Biden to get in there because with Trump in there, I don't think the Sixth Trumpet War would have happened. Right. With Biden in there, he's possibly going to let this thing happen. So I just wondered what your thoughts were on that. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I had a we had all had huge questions about this because Irvin Baxter, myself, we thought Trump would get in as well because we thought we were headed right for that peace agreement in Israel. A lot of things were happening. He proposed a lot of in his peace initiative. He proposed a lot of the characteristics that will be in the prophesied peace initiative. And we thought, man, we're headed right straight for that. The Abraham Accords were happening. And then he got defeated. But here's what, here's what the Bible says, Richard, is that all things were, you know, and a lot of people said, well, hey, the church, he's just going to hammer down on the church. We're going to lose our rights and all these things. The Bible says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So when I look at what's going on in America right now, headed back into the world government, things like that, I, God's will is being done in my life. Everything's working together for my good. Even when things look like they're going south, I know that they're working together for my good and that God is with me. Um, does that explain the election totally? No, it doesn't. I mean, God's got a purpose in all of this. Like you say, Donald Trump may not have pushed us off into the Sixth Trumpet War. Maybe a Joe Biden will. All I know is, Richard, is that the, the prophecies always come to pass in intricate detail, regardless of who's in office. So the prophecies will click off. All these timelines that we teach, they've been happening just like the Bible says they will from, for thousands of years now. That's what's going to happen. So whether, a, you know, I believe the Bible says God puts rulers up, kings up, and God takes them down. God must have a reason for putting a a Joe Biden in there. You know, I'm speculating maybe people were so dependent upon a Donald Trump and not as dependent upon God as we should have been. And with a Joe Biden in there, a lot of people are turning to God and saying, God, what do we do? Maybe God wanted that to happen. I don't know about that. I'm speculating again. But God has a reason for everything that he does. And I know that if I'm in his will, I'm being led by his spirit, that all things are working together for my good. So was I rocked back on my heels when the election happened? Um, kind of. Because I thought, you know, I mean, I mean, the economy was booming and everything was going good. And, and uh, it, the economy was coming back even under the COVID situation. And then a Joe Biden gets, um, gets elected. And so what I'm doing, Richard, is I'm just asking God, what are you wanting to do in all of this? What lesson 
does the United States need to be learning? Do we need to seek your face more? Um, you know, that's where I'm at, Richard, in all of it, because I know that if I'm seeking God's face and I'm being led by his spirit and I'm seeking to do his will in my life, that all things are working together for my good, even if I don't always understand it fully. Yes, I'm still hopeful that the scripture where it says the woman with the 12 stars will be protected by the wings of an eagle right up to the end. That absolutely will happen. I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hoping that the United States doesn't get destroyed or end up getting in this conflict. Yeah. Somehow. Yep, that absolutely is going to happen because the Bible says it will. Revelation twelve fourteen. That woman is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she has nursed it for time, times, and half a time. So uh, I do thank you for the call, Richard. I hate to do this, but I'm going to okay. let you go because I want to try to get one more in before the end of the program. Let's go to Sam right here in Texas. God bless Sam. Welcome to End of the Age. Hey, Dave, you know how you say that the United States is going to protect uh, Israel up to the end? Yes. So does that mean that we're not going to be a part of the one world government, one world religion, uh, one world economy, and so America won't have to go through tribulation? Because there's yeah. no need because... So the, in, the Bible says that, uh, really quick, that the United States, the eagle's wings of Daniel 7, are, which is, symbolizes the United States, are not mentioned in the world governing body in Revelation chapter 13. The Bible says that has the body of the leopard, the feet of the bear, the mouth of the lion, the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, which is Germany, Russia, Great Britain, and the European Union. The United States is not mentioned there. Jump back one chapter and we are, it's, there's a symbolic representation of us in Revelation 12, 14, where Israel is protected on the wings of a great eagle, the United States, for, that, for the great tribulation period. So it's our opinion, because of these prophecies, that the United States will pull out of the world governing body. We will not be in full compliance with the world government. And that much of the Great Tribulation will not come to the United States. The mark of the beast will not become the law of the land here because of that. The Antichrist, we, we believe we're going to be a, um, a bastion of freedom throughout the end time and stand with Israel all the way to the Battle of Armageddon according to the prophecies of the Bible. And I know that's a real quick answer, but I've got, I've got 10 seconds left. So I want to say happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. God bless all of our mothers. Have a great weekend and tell your mom you love her. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463 or visit us online at endtime.com.